Hi, I'm Sass, and I'm going to take you away from the play. everyone welcome to away from the play this week it's just me mel couldn't make it but it's all good i have a great episode in store for you all i had the pleasure of speaking to emma ray dale uh she is someone you might have heard of uh in the last couple of months she made history by becoming the first woman to play in the canadian junior football league with the saskatoon hilltops which is a pretty big deal so We got to talk to her, or I should say I got to talk to her about uh, that experience and just, you know, how she got into football and, you know, what's in store for her. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Enjoy. Ray, welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Yourself? Doing good. Doing good. You know what I learned this morning? What's that? I learned that uh, in Saskatoon, where I believe that's where you're based at the moment, uh, mm-hmm. daylight savings does not follow <laughs> the same yes, no. if you guys don't do it. <laughs> No, it is. It's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not a thing. So I actually originally logged on an hour ago, thinking that oh. it was still 9 a.m. in York and you're in Saskatoon. And then I realized I was like, wait a second, they oh, might yeah. not do daylight savings. So hey, it was a it was a good learning moment, but uh, you didn't go. expect that. <laughs> how uh, how are you holding up so how far? I mean, this is kind of. <laughs> oh my god it's totally fine like it's it was one of, I was already up you know so I was just like okay I'll just log back on later like no big yeah. deal but it was funny because it was like 10 15 and I was like on, on like my time and I was just like mm-hmm. hmm what's uh did she did the link go to her junk mail or um <laughs> so all good it's totally fine um just happy to be able to talk to you I mean obviously uh we want to learn more about you um and a question we kind of ask all our guests or most of our guests when they come on is you know how have you have you been doing uh, in this pandemic we're like over a year in at this point mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy like I can't believe it's been a year um yeah. so yeah how are you holding up oh just barely it feels like sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no it's I think it's just been like hitting me that it, it really it's been a year since we've been in it and that's like kind of weird and overwhelming I think to think about that uh, because I think um, everybody kind of thought I think at the beginning oh we'll just lock down for a couple weeks and we'll be like right back at it (laughs) here we are uh, a year later and we're still just kicking I guess but yeah yeah no I'm doing well I think you know you just got to take things day by day and yeah we're surviving how are you doing I'm doing, I think, about the same as you. Uh, like you, like, when it first happened, you're just like, okay, like, everything's on pause, but it seems like it'll only be for a couple of weeks, you know, like, <laughs> quite optimistic. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, 
the depth of what's happening and and then you know it's a first for um, almost everyone right so yeah it's uh it's pretty wild that it's been a year um the good thing is you know when I think of this time last year I remember and I think a lot of people felt this way they were it was scary you know it was just Mm -hmm. there's so much that was unknown so even I, I don't know if this was the case for you but when I would go out on occasion to like take a walk get some fresh air back in april of last year i'd see someone on the other side of the street and i'm like oh no <laughs> are they no, gonna cross I, I, and then we're gonna be you know <laughs> i was the exact same way honestly yeah like because i remember yeah you'd see anybody and you're like oh my gosh do not come near anybody and <laughs> like yeah. even going to the grocery store like like not touch you know just everything about like we didn't know yet yeah. so it's kind of cool that we do know so much more about it now and like yeah, no, yeah, it definitely was exactly. like a super scary time. It was so scary. Like like you said, going to the grocery store, touching things, you're like, okay, now I have to clean everything. And now it's like yeah. we have so much more knowledge. You know, if there's a person who's, you know, not too far away from us, it's like a lot less stressful because you're like, mm-hmm. okay, like, yeah. this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. so I'm grateful for that. We got to, you know, find the positives in all of this. And, Hopefully we'll be out of this sooner than later, but, um, Mm -hmm. but you know, enough pandemic talk, obviously we're here to talk (laughs) football with you and learn more about you, MRA. So, uh, I'm curious to know, how did you, how did you get into football? You know, did you play any other sports when you were younger or, you know, were you just drawn to the, to the sport, like right off the bat? Um, well, when I was younger, I, I kind of like dabbled my hand in a little bit in everything. Um, mm. I played soccer primarily, actually, up in, like all through like elementary school and high school and like played that at an elite level, but like was in- heavily involved with all the school sports too, like track and field, basketball, um, badminton, uh, flag football and ultimate frisbee. And I think flag football was ultimately nice. like where I began playing my brothers all of my like siblings and brothers were like highly involved in the sport and all four of my brothers played football so that was kind of like I don't know I I watched a lot of Hilltops games actually growing up so I guess that's like what introduced me to tackle football um yeah when I played flag um a couple of my coaches were um involved with the Saskatoon Valkyries which is the women's team here and uh they kind of gave me the nudge um from saying we play flag like hey you should like come out and try uh tackle football and I was kind of and I think I had kind of heard about the Valkyries and like had always sort of thought oh my gosh like if anybody's gonna play football it's me (laughs) um so I went to a couple fall camps uh in high school but like yeah wasn't old enough or eligible yet to play and then Mm -hmm. yeah in my first year of university was when I started playing tackle and the rest is history. The rest is history. I mean, I think it's nice to also have someone come up to you and suggest it to you too, because like, it's not often that you see a lot of women in, in, in contact football too. So it must've been kind of nice to have someone be like, Hey, like you should try this out because like we could see you belonging in this sport. Exactly. Like, and that's the thing too, is that like, even that first step like made all the difference because I think a lot of times people like think about doing something like that, but like, they don't get the nudge from anybody. So like, yeah, like, I, I very could have, I could have easily uh, not taken the football road at all and just like kept playing soccer, you know, like it's mm-hmm. crazy how many different routes my life could have taken if like I didn't get that like little invitation, you know? Yeah. And I think that goes such a long way. And, and I think that's just great. And, you know, you said you, you played a ton of sports, especially like soccer and, 
I've, we you know, in the past on our podcast, we've talked to um, a couple of, well, we had one rugby athlete come on the show and obviously rugby and football aren't the same, but in terms of the way that you become introduced to a sport like contact football or like rugby, it's that a lot of people start out in different sports and then eventually they just transition into it. But I think that's, that's kind of cool because you gain so many skills from different sports that at the end of the day, you're probably better off for it than having started out and just like the one and sticking yeah, through with exactly. it. Exactly. I, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> so you're a linebacker, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So <laughs> how did you like, why linebacker? Like there are a lot of positions <laughs> in football. It's not the one that comes to me like intuitively when I think of football <laughs> positions. <laughs> So yeah, how come no, you were drawn to that? Yeah, honestly, me either. I like, would be hard for us <laughs> to say that I like really knew what a linebacker did. Like, I think you hear about your quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, yeah. you know, like everyone on the offense. And then like, you know, your D line because they are the ones taking the line. And then, yeah, yeah. DBs. Like, and I, I didn't actually have any siblings that played linebacker. My One of them did, like my, <laughs> if this could, my youngest older brother. So he's closest to me in age. <laughs> um, he, okay. I think, played linebacker a little bit in high school. But other than that, like, my brothers are big men. Like, they're linemen. Um, yeah. And I actually, yeah, I I think at first, like, at my the first couple fall camps I went to, I think the positional groups I went to were actually, like, DB and receiver. And, like, because mm-hmm. I played soccer, I think naturally I would have, like, I thought I would try kicking too you know like oh maybe yeah. I'll just be a kicker kind of thing um but then when I actually started playing with the Valks I remember there like when I was picking up all my equipment and stuff and some of the girls like from the team kind of already knew me and they were like fighting over whether they should give me a white jersey or black practice jersey because they're like oh no she's totally going to be like offense or defense or whatever you know so that, there was right. like a little bit of a tug of war and I was like I don't know I'll put I'll just go wherever you want me to <laughs> Um, and so initially, initially I actually had taken a white Jersey to be a running back. And then I think I had my first couple practices as an RB. And then I remember like right after, like one of my coach, like flag football coaches, her name was Chris Apollos Chuck. And she loves just taking credit for this. Um, (laughs) she she, like pulled me aside after one practice and she was like, no, 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 that you're, you're a on defense you're going to be a linebacker and I was like I don't even really know what that does <laughs> like, <what? laughs> so, yeah. but then I just was stuck into that position and yeah and then I kind of fell in love with it because you're just like so involved with everything that happens like mm-hmm. in every play and that was yeah that was literally she just like pulled me and was like no <laughs> you're defense I was like okay sure this is where you belong (laughs) yeah so it was was never like I was like drawn to it from the beginning it just like Mm -hmm. I was told hey you should play there and (laughs) yeah now I now I love it like I wouldn't go anywhere else now for sure I mean it worked out so Krista if you're listening you know nine (laughs) minutes 53 seconds uh give you a shout out (laughs) so before we get into uh, more about the Valkyries like I'm just curious to know like before you joined the Valkyries like when you were younger were there a lot of other girls around you that either knew about you know football or not even I'll rephrase that not knowing about football but knowing that it was a possibility for them 
to pursue or you know like like we discussed before you had someone kind of reach out to you and be like hey I could see you in the sport so you know were you kind of one of the only or you know were there other girls around you that that were also interested in the sport yeah I think it wasn't until I was in high school that like women in like football or like flag football started being a, a big thing like I think it wasn't until I was in uh, grade 10 that mm-hmm. uh, the Rush League was developed, and that's, like, the girls' flag football league. And I don't think it was really until then. And, like, yeah, again, I think unless you, like, heard about the Valkyries through the news because they <laughs> always won, yeah. Um, yeah, you didn't really know, uh, like, about women in football or, like, any sort of realm, you know? So I don't mm-hmm. think it was really until, like, that flag league was, like, established and, like, va- and through, like, Valkyries, like, personnel like helping with that that it really got out there um I think before that it was kind of just like uh you know like a very very far off thought I guess yeah well I guess you you mean you said this this flag league that was established plus the help of the Valkyries really helped move things forward so you know I guess is there more of a typical path now that you have that or you know is it kind of like like you said a bunch of different people uh at different athletes play different sports before and they kind of just discover it in one way or another so there's no like really (laughs) typical path but you know what could you describe maybe a path that one could take to kind of get there oh for sure yeah no I think there's still like like I think slowly um girls tackle football is being developed like there's like six aside girls leagues now that are like yeah very like slowly being developed and it's awesome um so -hmm. yeah like I think there's definitely more possibility now for girls to actually just take like a football specific route from a young age however Mm. I know in a lot of cases like for Valkyries it was just it's just like very athletic women who all of a sudden like got nudges from coaches that were like oh right oh okay yeah cool for sure I think (laughs) my first year of playing Valks um a lot of the women I played with were like uh post-secondary athletes or like had just finished their university careers like in track or in basketball so like I'm talking like stud women athletes just and I was like so like floored by like their athleticism and I was like I didn't even know that like you could be that athletic. <laughs> it's just so that was like really cool to like just play with women who were just like beasts, I guess. Um, and yeah, so I guess like kind of like what the typical route for Valkyries has almost been that like once <laughs> girls are done their um, their university university sport, um, mm-hmm. they kind of just transitioned over to Valks if like they wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, do you think? I'm not sure if you would know this, but like, do you think that that kind of support system that you've had with like the Valkyries kind of like actively recruiting uh, athletes uh, to join their team? Like, do you think that that's something that you can find in other uh, women's tackle football teams? Because like, I know that it's, I mean, I know that in women's hockey, for example, which is what I'm more used to and what Mel, of course, is used to, you Mm -hmm. know, different teams sometimes had different resources right some had more some had less seems like the Valks seem pretty well off you know relatively speaking at the very least whereas here uh you you've probably heard of the Montreal Blitz it's the only elite Mm -hmm. tackle football team here in Quebec and I know that they've struggled 
with resources and whatnot, but they keep, they keep pushing. They keep, you know, they're still in the conversation. I recently, there was an article about them and like the news. And I was just like, it's nice to know that they're still trying to actively, you know, play and to get their name out there and whatnot. But I also know it's not easy for them to kind of do that either. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that we've had it like pretty lucky here in Saskatchewan. Like, um, Mm -hmm. I don't like, yeah, football is just like so big here. And like, um, we're so lucky, like, for all the stuff that like football sask has done for us like i like i know regina like regina right like also like same deal with like their recruiting i'm sure like they have more resources like we both like have more resources um and like i feel like we're we've just i don't know we're a kind of a tight-knit football community in that sense that Mm -hmm. i think that's almost helped our growth um yeah and like i think yeah like we would get support from the cjfl and you know Mm -hmm things like that too of like other people promoting us and so like that has been super helpful um yeah and then I think even just like the teams out in Winnipeg and like yeah I think that's still slowly growing I almost feel like it kind of like started in Saskatchewan and was like trying to slowly work its way out I guess but yeah we're yeah. definitely lucky that we have um a few more resources here to kind of get word out and keep it strong and steady mm-hmm. No, for sure. And so is is the Western Women's Canadian Football League, is that the highest level of football that women can attain in, in Western Canada? Yes, that, that is, that's what I believe at, <laughs> or what I know <laughs> to be true, at least. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, gotcha. it is. Mm-hmm. And so how, how long did you play with the, the Valkyries? Um, I was playing with them for four years. Yeah, four years. Okay, four years. Okay, and then... Now you're you made history. Obviously, I think that was in the news. I remember thinking it was the coolest thing, but you made history by becoming the first woman to play in the CJFL. So I, I like I'm so curious. Like, can you take us back to the day you found out about that? Because I I believe your brother has also played for the Saskatoon Hilltops, as you mentioned earlier on in this interview. So it must have been like a pretty crazy feeling to know that yes. you, you're going to make your mark there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty crazy. I think um, for a good portion of like kind of the buildup, I just like didn't think it was actually real because to think that I would be playing on the same football team that my brothers did was just like, yeah, yeah it's just so surreal to me. Um, there was kind of like, uh, it's kind of, yeah. Cause there was like that day where there was like the big announcement, but I had known, like prior to that, I guess that like I was going to be on the team. There was definitely a lot of like rise and fall of emotion because you, you know, I was like, oh, like, yeah. I know this, but like, you know, <laughs> so it was just, yeah. Uh, but I think when I like first found out um, for sure that I was going to be like playing and practicing with them would have been like a couple months before um, it had been like released that I was on the team. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't even like explain like the amount of joy I felt because it was just like, I don't know. It, it was just like, it's just crazy. Like, and I think what made it seem so just unlikely is again, that nobody has done this before. And so mm-hmm. you never really think of yourself as being the first to do something, you know, like, yeah. or if anything has happened, you think somebody else has already done it or you're going to follow in somebody else's footsteps. But I think what made it seem just so unreal to me was that, I really was going to be the first to do something that nobody else has ever done. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I, I still like think about it, and I like I'm speechless because I just like can't believe that like 
this is where my life has led me and I just like feel Mm -hmm. so lucky and so blessed and like yeah it's just it's been crazy it's been an absolute whirlwind but it's been a blast of course I mean I I can't imagine what that feeling's like and it's it's interesting Mm -hmm. you know you mentioned kind of like you're the first you made history but for you it was just like while it was while like you said you're speechless it's just like you know this is this is just you making it to another Mm -hmm. level you know what I mean like it's and it's funny because yeah. I've talked to other women athletes about this and it's oftentimes you, you know, they'll be labeled the pioneers or, you know, the firsts, the whatever. And it's, they don't feel that it's always a label that other people give to them. Right. And it's a huge honor of, of course, but it's, it's one of those things where there's kind of like this duality where everybody on the outside is like, wow, like you're this pioneer, like you're, you're establishing, you know, the, the future for, yeah. or the path for for more women or or whatever to 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 go to so it's it's always interesting to hear it from the person who's actually living it because it's it's very different no and I think that was like that was it for sure for me too was that like when the conversations were first even happening I like again hadn't even thought about being oh this pioneer this trailblazer like that like yeah. hadn't even really crossed my mind at all. Like I didn't, I don't even think I like clued in that like, oh, I'm going to be the first to do this, you know? Yeah. I just was like, yeah. wow, what a super cool opportunity. And like, yes, of course, like mm-hmm. why wouldn't I like as an athlete, like why wouldn't I try to like take the next step or like, you know, go to the next level. So, and like, and since like we said before with the WWCFL, like kind of being sort of the highest level of football mm-hmm. you can really attain like in western canada yeah like what's next then you know like not that like right. the league is fantastic and like i'll probably stay there for life but yeah it's like but then if you are given a chance to like you know take the next step i just kind of felt like okay i'm i'm just an athlete taking their next step at the sport mm-hmm. they play you know it's yeah. um so i just like yeah i definitely like just didn't even think about it at all in terms of like oh, I'm, wow, I'm this, like, pioneer, like, it, and it's kind of mm-hmm. cool to think back that, like, it wasn't, like, it was this goal I had either of, like, I'm gonna be the first girl to play Hilltops, like, no, that was, like, not, yeah. you know, like, not even a thought I had, because, again, it had never been done before. Mm-hmm. For sure, I mean, you're just an athlete doing her thing, that's ultimately mm-hmm. what it comes down to, um, but I'm curious to know, like, when you're going into tryouts, did you did you feel any pressure of you know being one of the only women because like you and it is a fact like you were the only woman amongst all these guys mm-hmm. uh, who are trying out for the team or like like you said it's just you're an athlete you're just going on to the next level you know you're you're given an opportunity to try something new and to move further into your career so for you was it just like any other tryout or did you feel any kind of pressure? Um, I definitely felt the pressure. (laughs) I think, um, I I, like, I kind of like, I think was, I definitely had that mindset of like, okay, like it's just practice, like just treat as practice, just kind of like keep my nerves in check. I was like, definitely super, super nervous. And I like knew right away too, that like, oh, they're like, the guys are going to realize and recognize oh, there, there's a girl playing like (laughs) what, (laughs) you know? So I definitely like, and I think my first actually like week of practicing, like slash sort of trying out with the team. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think like the team, even like the guys even really knew that I was on the team. Like I think some assumed that I was just like getting reps for Valkyries and like things like that, you know? Okay, so yeah. 
it was like yeah kind of funny that way like that first week it was like okay just like kind of have to like find my footing and like sort of you know just squeeze my way in um kind of flew under the radar a little bit that first time (laughs) um but then when I think it was like right before our second week of practices uh that the announcement was made and then then it was kind of when I like really started feeling the pressure especially because it was like oh like this girl's playing on the team then like you definitely now you're under a scope like you're under the public view like public eye and like don't mess up now kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. like now you like literally have to prove to not only your team and your coaches but like now to the public that you belong there Um, it's such an unfair burden oh man like it's crazy it's not it shouldn't be a thing you know like you you should just be valued for being a great athlete who got this opportunity you know like it shouldn't even matter but I I understand that that was definitely a factor (laughs) for sure yeah for sure like and just knowing too that like there's probably going to be naysayers or like people who are like what no you know like people are just like waiting Mm -hmm. for me to mess up kind of thing I think like that things like that it's hard not to like think about um yeah no like and I think with the media being like at, at almost every practice too, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure I fell on like the bags at one point. And I was like, nice, this is, this is great. <laughs> this is going well. This is going well. This is going super well. Um, but yeah, so I definitely like felt the pressure. And I think it was just like once I actually was like putting on, and like I hadn't played football in so long either because of COVID too. So it was like, right. Once I was actually like putting on like my shoulder pads and helmet and things like that it just was like oh okay like this this is like real now like <laughs> yeah yeah so crazy times <laughs> I bet I mean having all that media attention too and I'm assuming you're you weren't very you weren't used to having that much attention on you in the past oh. like that must have <laughs> just been like an extra factor that like I wouldn't even think of if I was an athlete, like I wouldn't even think of like the media. (laughs) I would just be like, yeah, whatever. And then they show up and I'd be like, Oh no. (laughs) Oh, exactly. And I, um, I, I I think I also was just like, I knew it was going to be kind of like a novelty thing that, you know, I was playing with them, but again, because I just like was so like, Oh, it's just like me taking my next step. I just like did not think it was going to blow up that much. I right. think, you know, I was just like, oh, okay, like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, I might get, like, you know, some local news attention, like, here and there. But, like, I don't know. I was not prepped for the amount of, like, calls sure. and, like, things my phone, like, my phone was getting. So, yeah, oh, no, yeah. it definitely is a factor I had not even considered. <laughs> well, you sound like a pro, you know, like, I, oh. I don't know. You're doing pretty well <laughs> with us. I mean, hey, you got media attention all the way from Montreal. We heard about yeah, you. We're like, got to cool. get her on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome oh, though um I like you mentioned it yourself like you hadn't played in so long at that point and now obviously we're still in this pandemic so I'm curious to know like how have you adapted during this time knowing that you set your sights on playing in the CJFL uh, well I would say next season but I'm guessing that season what is should start this year right mm-hmm. yeah it's um hopefully like again like god willing it should hopefully start Mm -hmm. like you know as planned or like you know as normal um in august um okay but again like nobody really i you know nothing is like set in stone like it's a tentative schedule that's out right now and like still needs approval from the government and you know all of Mm -hmm. that um i think we have hopes that we might actually be able to start um 
like some outdoor practices soon. Um, but again, like I, nothing, it's like, I, I swear every day, like things change. So I yeah. have no idea. Um, and I think I'm just like trying to stay as optimistic as I can that like a season mm-hmm. will like proceed this year. And um, right now though, all we can really do is like, just try and like work out and like train as much as we can, <laughs> but like, there's really mm-hmm. nothing else because we can't do anything else yet. But yeah. um We've been having some beautiful weather in Saskatoon lately, though. So, like, snow has been melting and, like, it feels That's like good. football weather and football season's, like, right around the corner. So, yeah. we're, we're hopeful, but we just, like, have to wait for that go-ahead and then things can get rolling again. For sure. You got to keep that hope alive because, like, I've spoken to different athletes whose seasons have been either canceled or on hold. or And for them, it's just, like, working out without knowing that this is actually going to be useful to them (laughs) in like in a season's context or like it's hard like it's I I can barely I barely like get the motivation to work out just for the heck of it for my health (laughs) so it's like I can imagine like for someone like you where it's just like you know hopefully there's a season so that's your motivation to keep going but it can't be easy exactly yeah no it's it's definitely not (laughs) but I I, uh, kind of Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I was just going to no, say. No, no, no. Go ahead. Like, yeah. I was just going to say, um, I think that's the one thing is that, because, yeah, it's almost like on the opposite end, though. Yeah, because, it, like, it sucks, like, working out without really knowing. But on the opposite end, what kind of keeps me going is that, like, things could start up at any time, you know? Like, yeah. nobody knows. It might just all of a sudden the next be like, oh, okay, we actually are going to be practicing next week or something, you know? So it's, like, mm-hmm. kind of a weird balance in that respect. It's true. It's true. And and you don't want to be caught off guard and you want to be ready to go if that's the case. If like next week they're like, hey, we're back. <laughs> you don't want to be like, yeah, oh, exactly. crap, I got four months of yeah. like workouts oh, to cram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I recently heard um, that the CJFL became an associate member of Football Canada. So it's joining the likes of the CFL, U Sports and, and the Canadian Football Officials uh, Association. So I mean, I'm curious to know, you know, what impact do you think this will have on the league? I mean, uh, just at least superficially speaking, like it it looks like it's a great way to kind of uh, to to bring all the communication together, you know, and hopefully learn from different leagues on their best practices for, you know, a safe return to the field. Or I'm wondering if there is maybe an impact on growing the game at the grassroots level as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious to know, what do you think about uh, about this? Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to like, whenever there's any sort of coalition like that. Um, yeah, I, I think it's pretty much honestly, like exactly what you said. I think there'll, there will be more of that opportunity I think, to like grow things at the grassroots level and, mm-hmm. um, just, yeah, like just knowing that like, even on like communications level and like promo for like our sport and our team, like, um, mm-hmm. at, like even it's kind of crazy too, like, cause I feel like in the football world, yeah, like the Hilltops are huge and like, like everybody knows about them but it's also kind of crazy to like how many people just like don't know about it though you know and the CGFL and like things like that you know so um yeah I think just like in terms of like making things like more unified and like widespread and you know just um yeah making more of an impact through sport through football and yeah so I think it's going to be a really really good thing and it's going to have a really positive impact on our league and other leagues too and hopefully that just like kind of 
sort of sets a fire <laughs> through, you know, through the nation yeah. about the football and just like kind of gets it growing again. Do you know if there's any efforts, uh, you know, in this association to kind of um, encourage more women to be playing uh, tackle football? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's always kind of that push, like, because, yeah, it's still growing. And, you know, every year it's kind of like you get a lot of girls or you don't, you know, like it's always kind of like you never know, like year to year, I feel like how many women <laughs> you're going to have come out and play. So I think there is always a big push. Um for women in sport, there's actually going to be this um, like women in football summit series that football can is putting mm-hmm. on. Um, okay. And yeah. And like, just like, it's going to be like kind of a, it would be a conference, but it's like a zoom conference of like, just listening to uh, different women and who have been involved in football, like talk about it and like different coaches and things like that. I'll be part of it. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, like there's, and it's like free to all women and girls who want to attend it. So um, there's definitely, um, you know, there's definitely the effort there to try and get more women playing and getting more girls playing. And yeah, so it's been awesome. <laughs> that's super, that's super positive. I mean, uh, kind of like how, how we mentioned earlier on, you had someone suggested to you, or I feel like a conference like this can inspire a lot of young girls young women Mm -hmm. to to try out the sport and and allow them to see like yeah it's possible like all these women that are talking to me are are actual football players or have played football at some point in their life so I think that's that's huge when is it uh you might have mentioned it but when is it taking place oh uh, it'll actually be on Thursday uh Thursday the 25th um okay and I think it runs from it starts at 6 p.m Okay, great. That's very good to know. I think uh, mm-hmm. I, I really hope that there's a, a good turnout for that because uh, I think it's really important. Mm-hmm, um, me too. <laughs> I, I mean, we've we've talked about uh, for the last 30 minutes. Uh, I could probably keep going. Um, but <laughs> for the sake of time, uh, you know, we'll wrap it up. I'm just curious to know, you know, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, Sarah Fuller herself made history as well by by making college football uh history by becoming the first mm-hmm. woman to play in the power five conference and and the first woman to officially take the field during a football game in in the southeastern conference as well so does seeing someone like sarah give you hope for the future of women in football oh for sure yeah like i think her story like i think just like sent a ripple <laughs> like and i think even just like seeing so many of like like parents who were like my girls like want to be just like Sarah Fuller you know and like there was just like so like I I think like the media like did a fantastic job of like promoting her and her story and like you know giving her all of the credit that she deserves and I think Mm -hmm. yeah it's like really like cool to see like somebody similar to me I guess and like uh you know in a first ever kind of respect and um it's just yeah like I think it'll do a lot for like encouraging girls everywhere that you know yeah it's a possibility like anything is possible if you put your mind to it like and you just never know where life will take you you know so I think yeah I think it's going to do some incredible things for women in sport for women in football and beyond I can't agree more thank you so much Emma Ray for for joining me and for sharing your story and I, I really hope that whoever's listening to this episode is inspired by your path and your journey and 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 continues to push and to fight for what they want. So thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for having me, Sophia. I super appreciate you having me on here. Subscribe to our podcast, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Balladeau Quebec. You can follow us on Instagram at Away From The Play. Uh, we're also on Facebook and on Twitter, but a lot less active. Instagram's the way to go, but you can also find us on those other platforms. You could follow us individually as well. Uh, for myself, I'm at sass underscore on the go. And for Mel, it's she's at Mel the Rock. Special thanks to Mathieu Brutus for the music and Nai Malouf for our logo. Please give them a follow on social media. Can't wait to see you next week.